What is going on, everyone? Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about a few things. Um, I recently became an Elk member. I went to Saddleback Church. And I want to talk a little bit about something that I haven't heard yet in anything related to RVs or read anything, and that is the psychology behind RVing, the frame of mind that you have while you're RVing. So, hope you enjoy the episode. Here we go. Sorry for interrupting the podcast, everybody, but I wanted to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor, Body Buds Bomb. Body Buds is a THC, that's right, THC infused bomb that's made with just four ingredients. Body Buds is made with a 50-50 shea butter to coconut oil blend, a little bit of beeswax as a thickening agent, and your choice of essential oil, eucalyptus, coconut, lavender vanilla, and my favorite, honey almond. Body Buds is made in small batches with a cup-to-cup ratio, so that means that for every cup of butter oil base, that goes into the infuser, a cup of organically grown premium flour and trim is also put in. Bottom line, it's strong. And you know from listening to the show that I've been doing MMA and going to gyms for years, I got all kinds of pains and aches. And I can attest that after trying CBD, Advil, BioFreeze, that Body Buds Balm will be a game changer for your pain management. I also gave a jar to a friend that had psoriasis And I'm not saying it cured her psoriasis, but I am saying that it took the pain and itching away, which meant she wasn't scratching it, and that allowed it to heal. So check them out. Go to www.bodybuds.com. That's body, B-U-D-D-Z. You can also find them on Instagram at bodybudsbomb and on Facebook. Body Buds, it's the bomb. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Rogue Dad RV Life Podcast. I am George, and today we are coming from Placentia, California. Uh, we're over at my mother-in-law's house. We needed a little bit of juice. I needed to uh, get on the electricity, get on the grid for a little bit. Uh, I had to do some body bud stuff. I... Uh, so I didn't want to waste all the generator juice or anything. And plus, it's good to come home every now and then, you know. I brought Rogi to go visit her cousin, see her grandma and everything. So that was cool. Or is cool. We're still here. Um, they're all inside. and I'm out here in the RV doing the podcast. Um, and like I said, there was a few things that I want to talk about. And one of the things is that a lot of the podcasts that I've listened to, a lot of the stuff I've seen online... Uh, it deals with, you know, modifications, it deals with, you know, little tricks here and there you can do, it deals with, you know, where to go, how, where to dump, and everything, and all that stuff is good, I, I don't want to put any of that down, but I did want to talk about something, and I mean, for lack of a better word, f- I couldn't really think of any other way to describe it, but the psychology behind RVing and being a full-time RVer. 
And, oh, one of the things I was trying to remember last week was the term that they use for when you're RVing full time. And the term is launched. When did you launch? Uh, which as I was trying to figure out was a C term, like a, a sailing term. Um, but before we get into the psychology of things, I did want to say I, I recently became an Elks member at the Mission Viejo 2444. Yeah, 2444 uh, is the lodge, and I am member 5566. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it was an experience going through it. I went through the orientation and then the inauguration and, you know, there's a lot of stuff I can't tell you about because, you know, now I'm part of uh, a brotherhood, uh, secrecy, you know, like our club only. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll volunteer and I'll, I'll help out and stuff. And I don't want to sound selfish and I don't want to sound uh, unappreciative. But the main reason I became an elk was for the RV parks, which I'm finding aren't that easy to use uh, as I thought it would be. Uh, we tried to go to the Garden Grove one, which has 17 spots with hookups. It's got uh, all amenities. I think it had laundry, showers, uh, and being an, an Elks member, I can go into the clubhouse and you know I can do all the other stuff like the dinners and some of the stuff they have going on there. But they're booked up until like two weeks. I think the fourth of next month was the most recent or something, maybe a week away or a week and a half or whatever. Uh, but there's another one in Fullerton that has RV hookups and then Buena Park. So those are the ones in Orange County that have hookups as far as Oh, excuse me. As far as I'm concerned, a little bit of a yawn there. Uh, so it hasn't been that much of a help. Uh, we'll see once we start traveling the country. Uh, that's when I think it's really going to pay off because I know there's a lot more RV spots in the middle of the country and, you know, all the other parts where RVing is a little more common than it is in California. Uh, California is definitely not RV friendly, man. When we were driving down from Oregon, you could just fucking literally just pull off the side of the road and they didn't mess with you. We were at a state park and the state parks don't close at 10. We were there all night. Uh, and it's just, there's signs. California is just so anti RV, man. It really is. There's signs that say if you're over 25 feet, no parking on this whole block. They have straight up RV signs. That, I mean, signs that just say no RV parking on this entire block. Um, and I get the homeless uh, problem out here is a big, big deal. I recently went to LA to see. Louis C.K. at the Dolby Theater with Chip and Teresa. And man, there's just homeless everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And so I, I do get it to some extent, but I pay taxes. I should be able to 
pull over on the side of the road if I want to rest for the night or do whatever. I mean, it's not like we're loitering or we're there for days and days and days. We go back and forth between our jobs. So it's like if I work out here for a little bit, you know, maybe we'll want to park at a park for a little bit. Uh, and the thing, too, is that when you're looking for a place, it's really hard. So when you do find one and you get messed with, you feel fucking shit. Well, okay. I don't want to get into that yet. I want to talk about Saddleback before I start getting into the, cause I'm starting to get into my little train of thought with the whole psychology behind, uh, RVing and why I think it's an important subject. Um, so like I said, I joined the Elks that went great. It's an experience, uh, going through the whole initiation thing and I'll let you know how that goes. You know, I, I might even get, one of them on the podcast or something, you never know. But my grandfather was an elk for a really, really long time. He still is uh, up in Lodi. So we're going to travel around together and hit some elk's lodges, hopefully. Uh, you know, I got this body buds thing I'm trying to push out there. So we'll be out in Laughlin in April. Uh, so we'll see. I'll go to different elk's lodges and I'll report back about the amenities. And maybe you'll want to join too. So, like I said, I went to Saddleback and I had a very unique experience. And I don't even know why I'm talking about this on an RV podcast, but this is just everything my life. Living in an RV with a kid, animals, and... This is just my whole experience is what this podcast is. So I'll have tips. I'll have everything. But it's also about what's going on with me. And what's going on with me is that I went to Saddleback. And from the get-go, it was a trippy experience. Because as soon as we get there, I run into my sister Ashley. I haven't seen her since, I think, Father's Day. Uh, I went over there for a little Father's Day get-together. And... It was a trip because her friend had been trying to get her to go. Chip had been trying to get, and it was both of our first time. And it was just a trip. And then the message, the sermon, or whatever it's called, was about new habits and everything. And the pastor, Andy, he actually used the gym as a metaphor for creating good habits. And the gym is something that has been so incorporated in my life that when I'm not doing it, when I'm not at work, working out or working as gym, it's really hard for me to find an identity. And I really, I think not to get too deep in my own personal shit, but I think that's where a lot of the things that I come from or that I, a lot of things that I do come from because I don't know what else to do without being a trainer, without going to the gym all the time, without that being, I don't know how else to really occupy my time. So I, I kind of just try to put my finger in a bunch of different little pies and see which one tastes good, you know, like podcasting, for instance, you know, uh, but stand up comedy, you know, I write music. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I've been called a Renaissance man. You know, my, I've had friends tease me like that, like pick a lane, but I think when you identify yourself as something for so long, that when that's no longer your identity, it's hard to land on something. And that's kind of how it felt being at Saddleback. 
because I really want, want to be happier in life. So when I'm surrounded by happy people, it's hard not to soak in what they got. You know what I mean? It's hard not, not to get rubbed off on. And the thing with Saddleback is that they were all happy. Everyone's really cool. You know, I've been catering their events for a while. They're all very happy, you know, to see me when I see them. I joke with them. It's, it's a good vibe, man. It really is. Chip's been really cool. Uh, it's just, I, I appreciate that positivity being brought into my life. And I can look past why they're so happy. And I didn't used to be able to do that. If you were Christian, I didn't want to fucking talk to you. That's just how it was. I didn't, if you were that dumb in my head, that's what I thought. If you were that dumb, I don't even want to talk to you. And the older you get, you realize that things that make someone else happy, it doesn't have to make you happy. And it's not my place to judge anybody. And it's not my place to demean anybody for sure to speak down upon anybody because I have no place to uh, judge somebody else. I've definitely made mistakes and I am in no position to, you know, talk shit. And the thing is is that most of these people that go there, they look out for each other. And most of them are successful, very successful. Uh, So I think it's hard to come to a new realization later in life, like I'm 47, I think it's hard because much like fitness and MMA and boxing, that was my identity for so long, not believing in religion or Christianity in this case for so long and even being anti. I mean, I have been so against religion And I know it's because when I was a kid, I used to have to go all the time uh, to the Baptist Community Bible Church in Norwalk with my Uncle Greg. And he was like one of the head dudes there. So it wasn't just like I was just some kid. I was like, you know, the pastor's son and I mean, a pastor's nephew. And uh, it just it was a different experience for me because it was almost like a job that I had to go to that I hated. Because I had to go on the bus on Wednesdays to pick up all the kids and then drop them all off. And Sundays we had to go. And it just wasn't something I liked. I hated it. And a big part of that was because I saw the people the way they acted at church. And then they acted completely different at home. Yelling at their kids and just, you know, not walking the walk. Uh, So... It's interesting to be so against something for so long in your life and then actually be open to it. Because then who are you anymore? When your identity has been anti-religion for so long and then all of a sudden you might be entertaining the thought. It's like, well, shit, who am I going to be now? Uh, And it's just a weird thing. I mean, I know we change. I know we evolve. I know it's just a hard thing, I think, for people who have strong identities to be okay with changing that identity uh, and you know it's part of growing I guess and I'm not saying I'm full on in a church I'm full on in anything because dude it's still to me it's a crazy story 
that this dude walked on water and you know just the history that we have that has been proven since the bible has been written i mean i know you can make a case for everything to be good or true or bad or false i get it Uh, for me it's just a hard pill to swallow so personally for me if i go again which i probably will it's more about surrounding myself with happy people it's more about surrounding myself with people that uh, are happy to see me, are, are just glad that I'm there. Even if it is for their own selfish reason that they are trying to get into heaven or they just want to live a real good life. And, you know, in order to do that, they have to love their fellow man. And, you know, that's not wrong. That's not a bad, bad way to go through life, you know, caring for other people. I just, like I said, I can't get on board with the whole religion thing. But the vibe it puts out, I mean, fuck, dude. I got to be honest. I could use a little bit of that right now. You know? I think we all could, to be honest with you. I think the world could use a little bit of everybody being nicer to each other. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I know a few of the people that I know that listen to this uh, might be surprised that I went to church and... You know, it's kind of out of my wheelhouse, out of my norm. So I just kind of wanted to explain that and, you know, we'll see where it goes. But I guess now it's time to talk about the psychology of RVing. Uh, And by that, I mean, like the mindset that you have and the way it makes you feel. Uh, And it. It's a weird thing because everything around you, unless you're at an RV park or parking in a spot or RV, everything around you is telling you to get the fuck out of here. You're not welcome anywhere. You can't park that here. Security guards knock on the window. Cops knock on the window. Uh, You know, people will call the police if you're parked out in front of their store or on their street or something you're not welcome and it's a very fucked up feeling that kind of makes you feel ashamed and embarrassed and it sucks because it's actually pretty fun when you're in the rv and you're driving and your your kids having a blast and you, you know you're waking up in new spots and it's a pretty cool thing so for people to act the way they do like you're a fucking homeless you know uh vagabond you're just negative and believe me i know that those types are out there i get it i know there's those types of people that don't appreciate or you know they litter they don't appreciate their surroundings so they're just trashing everything but dude not everybody's like that that's in an rv we both work still like a lot and I'm with this whole body, but like, it's just, it's so judgmental and it's such a negative thing that it's starting to affect me to is where, uh, I'm almost embarrassed sometimes to say, Hey, yeah, we're in an RV full time, even though it was a conscious decision. Like we really planned this. We could have stayed in the apartment. We could have still been, you know, check the check and, Still done all that, but we chose to try this for a little while. And it sucks to be judged 
by people who don't know us. And I can't think, I can't believe I'm the only one that is feeling this way. I can't believe that other RVers don't get the same vibe from people. And it fucking sucks. And I know that there are some people out there that are RVing that didn't have the luxury of planning it like Teresa and I did. You know, we we had quite a bit of time to fill this out and, you know, find the right one. And I know that there are people in RVs and even vans that don't have that luxury where maybe COVID, maybe they lost their jobs, maybe they got a divorce, maybe something. And they were kind of forced into this situation. And do you think that having a security guard drive up in his stupid fucking Prius with lights on it, flashing it in their face is going to make them feel like they're a better, feel better at all about their situation? Dude, it, it, it irks me, the insensitivity of the world sometimes. And I know how naive that may sound and I know how... It, but I have been through some horrible, horrible times. And I'm, I've been that guy. And I've been at highs and lows. And the humanity that I see that is lacking in humans astounds me. I have every reason to hate everybody. My childhood fucking sucked at times. I was abused. I've been beaten up. I was in prison. I've been beaten up by cops. I have every reason to dislike people. And I still see the necessity of us needing to be nice to each other, to take other people's situation into consideration. Like it blows me away that people are so insensitive. They just knock on the door and they're just like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. It's not like, hey, you all right in there? Or, you know, how long are you planning on being here? Or, you know, how about if you're not here tomorrow? Like, man, like nothing. It's just like, knock, get the fuck out. And I don't know if, you know, this isn't going to change that aspect of the world. But maybe if somebody hears this, that's a security guard, might cut somebody some slack. Or I don't know, maybe there's other RVers that feel the same way and just aren't able to express it quite like that. Because one, they probably don't have a podcast. And two, you know, maybe they're embarrassed to say it. But... Man, it's just, it was something that I wanted to get off my chest because I haven't been doing this very long and I've already seen the, uh, the vibe people give, man. Uh, I mean, there have been good vibes, you know. The, one of the cool things is that telling people you're in an RV, it allows them to open up about the time they were in an RV. Or I've heard some cool stories about, you know, kids you know, going on trips with their parents and, you know, other people, yeah, I spent a year in a van and, you know, I just wanted to try it. So that has been pretty cool, uh, getting to hear other people's experiences. But for the most part, man, other people just aren't open to it. And maybe it's just California and something in my gut tells me it is because it wasn't like that in fucking Oregon. So other than that, uh, no more upgrades to the RV. Uh, we have Laughlin coming up in the end of April. 
Uh, got the tattoo convention with Isaac. Um, oh, we got Rogi in a ballet class. Uh, we got her in a new charter school. and But yeah, so Laughlin coming up in April. Before that, in February, we have uh, the Bureau of Land Management area uh, out in Arizona. I'm going to go visit my grandfather. Hopefully we'll do a podcast from there. And then, oh, we also have a thing we're going to go to. It's like a toy drive or something. Oh, no, canines. It's a canine concert on April 1st for, I think, like a dog pound or something or like a dog rescue up in Santa Maria. So Body Buds will be up there and we'll take the RV up there and hopefully do a podcast from there. So if you have any questions, you have any thing you want to ask please do not hesitate uh hit us up on instagram rogue dad rv life and you guys drive safe out there don't be afraid to go rogue